Hello and welcome back to the Attribution Marketing Channel powered by LeadsRx. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about attribution success in 2023, so stay tuned. First up, we're going to be talking about what attribution even is. Then we're going to address attribution versus analytics and what makes them different. We're then going to define your journey and what that means for your business. We're going to look at the marketing channels, the touch points, and the conversions across your marketing campaigns. And then we're going to decide which attribution model works best for you. We're going to look at some of the marketing challenges that are facing all marketers in 2023, what that impact will have on your marketing, some opportunities to look forward to, and finally, how to win. So first up, I always want to start with this quote, which is half the money that I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is I don't know which half. And I really think that sets the stage for any attribution conversation because this is just how marketing and advertising works. You're not quite sure how effective your advertising really is because it's challenging to measure. So let's take a look at what attribution really is. If you look over to the right, you see a host of advertising messages shown to a rather large audience in the street. And the question is, which message was impactful? How do you know which of those advertising messages are really driving your customers' actions? So that means that attribution is really the process of assigning a value to those individual actions that are leading to a certain outcome you're hoping to achieve. The marketing interactions and conversions that are collected by a marketing platform are going to allow advertisers to evaluate the customer journey and determine how it will be valued. So how valuable is each step in that journey and how much did you spend on driving that step? This process can really be challenging for any company. If you have an omni-channel marketing plan or you're spending a lot of money, the data can be pretty overwhelming. And it's important to ingest all of that data correctly, measure it correctly so that you're drawing the correct insights. Up next, let's just remind ourselves the differences between attribution and analytics. Analytics might tell you exactly what a customer did on a particular real estate website, but attribution should answer the question, why that customer bought that house. It really is important to note these distinctions because you really can't rely on analytics to answer an attribution question because analytics is the process of collecting all that data to understand how your customers interact with the business, like what they did on a particular web property. But attribution is really about assigning a value to each one of those individual actions that led to a certain outcome, which is typically a conversion of some kind. And while analytics provides valuable insights into behavior, attribution really helps understand the impact of every piece of marketing and most importantly, how to optimize it. Up next, we want to define your journey as a business and how your customers go through that journey. What is the path that you have created for your customers? You want to define the customer journey at all the stages. So that might be not knowing anything about your business and being a completely cold aspect in the audience versus somebody who's signed up to an email list versus somebody who's made one purchase or two purchases or 10 purchases. It's important to know what those stages are because your goal is to move customers through those stages. Up next, you want to understand all the customer needs. Because with their journey with your business, you want to be solving those pain points and providing some type of conversion in exchange for providing some type of solution. 
You also want to align at the biggest picture possible. You want to make sure that your journey is aligned with your business's objectives. If you want customers to sign up for the monthly plan, you should be evaluating your customer journey to make sure that you're sending people through the steps necessary to convert a high number of monthly plans. You don't want to necessarily let customers define their own journey or they might find themselves converting at a place or in a way that you didn't expect or desire. You also want to define what your first party data strategy is. We're going to talk more about this in a little bit, but you want to help prospects with personalized value at each step of that journey to help them take the next step. It's important to personalize the value and you can do that with your own first party data as you collect and learn more information about your customer. In the past, you might be able to learn that information from a third party like Google Analytics or Facebook, but in the future, you really want to focus on a first party strategy so that your own data and your own platforms know exactly how to communicate to your customers in a personalized way. Lastly, you want to make data-driven decisions. You want to rely on data to drive the growth and the changes and improvements that you make along the way. Don't just go on hunches. That is the whole point of the digital marketing revolution and what attribution and analytics software can provide for you. You want to let that data drive your decision-making and not rely on hunches. Up next, you want to look at the channels that you're probably going to be using in your marketing campaigns. You should be asking and answering the question, where does your audience consume media? Where are they spending their time? And what is it going to take for you to reach those customers on that channel? So first up, learn as much as possible about that target audience. Identify who they are and how you want to reach them. Next, consider your budget and your resources because you really need to know what your budget is before you know how many marketing channels you can really be successful in. You also want to look at your competition. Audit what they're doing because if all the competitors are in a particular channel or spending money in a particular way, it's probably a good sign that they're able to convert customers at a profitable value by utilizing that channel and you should probably be there too. At the same time, it might mean that you should look for other places because the competitive nature of marketing and advertising might mean that the spend necessary to compete on that channel exceeds your budget. Also want to look for channel effectiveness, and that really comes from evaluating each of your channels and making sure that all of the channels are measured together in unison and with the same methodology. If you're doing science correctly, you're going to be treating each channel independently and together as a group so that you can measure performance against the other competitive channels and the other places where you may or may not spend your marketing and advertising efforts. The most important piece to this is a continued set of testing and optimization. You always want to be continually optimizing and testing your creative, your landing pages, and the messaging that you're putting out in front of consumers. Lastly, it's important to always have the mindset of continual testing and optimization. The more changes that you can make and small tests that you can run in order to determine what is or is not working well, the better your marketing results are going to be. So you always want to be testing and optimizing all of your marketing channels and running the same tests over and over to perfect exactly what you have going on in the marketplace where consumers may or may not find your marketing and advertising messages. Next, let's look at all your marketing touch points because your touch points really are where customers interact with your brand. 
And it's not just customers, but potential prospects as well. Let's consider all your touch points and you should be answering and asking the question, where do customers interact with your brand? A touch point should be defined as any interaction between a potential prospect or customer with your brand or brand messaging. The first step in this process is just identifying those touch points. Come up with a list of where customers are going to be interacting with your brand and make sure that you leave no stone unturned. Next, you want to assess the customer behavior and understand how they're interacting with your brand at each one of those touch points. Are you expecting them to do something, read something, take some type of action, or is it just reinforcing some type of brand value that you want them to be aware of? Up next, you want to identify the pain points. Ideally, you can identify the best or worst performing areas where customers are interacting with your brand so that you can learn what's working well and what is not working so well. Once you've identified those areas, you can improve those customer touch points by potentially improving the messaging, improving the call to action, removing the touch point altogether, or otherwise making a change that may or may not improve the customer experience at that touch point. Lastly, per usual, you want to be measuring and analyzing your results. Only when you track and evaluate the effectiveness of your touch points are you really going to be able to consistently improve your marketing. Up next, let's take a look at conversions. It's important to be asking and answering the question, where do customers convert in any way, shape, or form with your brand? Most people make the mistake in assuming that a conversion is a financial event. A customer has to pay for a product or a service in order for a conversion to take place. But in reality, and what we recommend is to look at all the various conversion events that happen from your customers along the way to that purchase. Customers may follow you on social media. They may sign up for your email newsletter. They may book an appointment with your sales team. But all of those are valid conversions to be tracking along the way because they are an important step on the way to finally making that financial transaction. So like I mentioned, the first step is really identifying all those key conversion points. These are the key moments where customers typically give you some type of indication that they are interested in what your offer is. Even if that's just a follow on Twitter, they still have converted from a non-Twitter follower to a Twitter follower and are one step closer to the ultimate conversion of buying your product or service. Next, you wanna assess the customer behavior and understand how they're interacting with your brand at that point of conversion. Where are they? What pain points are in their mind at that time? What are they looking to accomplish? And how can you help them do that again? Second, you want to assess the customer behavior and understand how they're interacting with your brand at that point in time. What is their state of mind? What are they looking to accomplish? Third, you want to identify the pain points and identify the areas for improvement. Where are your conversions dropping off? Where are customers exiting your funnel? And what can you do to fix it? Step four, you want to optimize those conversion points. And you want to improve the messaging and customer experience at each one so that when customers arrive at that conversion point, they understand the value and they are motivated to convert with your business. Lastly, like we always say, we want to measure and analyze the results at each one of these conversion points. You can always track and evaluate the effectiveness of the conversion point if you're using the right software that can measure things correctly. Only when you are doing true science on those conversion points and understanding how that conversion point 
is relevant in the overall journey, are you going to be able to improve it? Now that you have all that information, it's important to start to determine which is the correct attribution model for your business. And the question that you should be asking and answering is what is a reasonable way to consistently model marketing's impacts on customers? Meaning, how can you measure the effectiveness of your marketing across all your efforts today, next week, and this time next year? And if you can answer that question, you're going to be very far along the way of determining which attribution model is right for you. Let's take a look at a couple attribution models, which I'm sure you're familiar with, but it doesn't hurt to revisit. First up, you have first touch attribution. This credits the first interaction with the customer as the most important on their way to convert. Last touch is the opposite, and it gives the last interaction with the highest credit and value in that conversion process. You also have linear attribution, which assigns equal credit to each touch point. That has its benefits and its drawbacks as well. And lastly, you have position-based attribution, which assigns more credit to the first and last touch points and less credit to the middle touch points. Now, there are a host of other marketing attribution models. These are just a few, but the important thing is to keep your measurement methodology consistent so that you know exactly what to improve and why, instead of wondering if the improvements came because you changed the way that you measured your data. Now let's walk through some of the challenges that marketers are facing in the 2023 landscape. The first up is all the changes from Apple. They are hiding email opens. The new app updates ask you to not allow the apps to track your behavior across websites. They are using fingerprint and face ID to track customers instead of cookies. And they have basically disabled cross-domain track. It's causing drastic issues for the online advertising ecosystem, specifically Facebook and Snapchat. And these challenges make it harder for advertisers to target and know in a deterministic way exactly who they're reaching with their ads. But you cannot really fight this type of momentum in the marketplace. Apple is going to make this difficult. Facebook is going to struggle and cookies are going away. As a marketer, it's your job to understand these challenges and make a pivot. Up next, let's take a look at similar challenges coming from Google. Google owns a host of properties that everybody is basically logged into or is using in some way, shape or form every single day, but they also rely on cookies. They announced that they were getting rid of cookies, but then they weren't and then they are. And now they aren't again, or they're at least delaying it until a future date that they'll probably move again. The point is that cookies in the Chrome browser are a critical technology to marketers and advertisers in an effort to reach the people that they're trying to reach. And when those cookies go away, it'll be more difficult for marketers and advertisers to use Google's products to target the people that they want. Because Google is tracking all this data from a first party level, meaning Google Analytics data is in fact Google's data, not yours, then Google can use the information for themselves to make decisions. But basically it's becoming more and more difficult for you to ask Google, can you serve this ad to this particular user in this particular way? Because with cookies being depreciated, tracking all that information is becoming a greater and greater challenge. Important thing to note about Google is the fact that it's because of their own first party product and ecosystem that allows them to be so good at knowing exactly who it is that they're reaching. But it's you as the advertiser that is left to suffer because you are in fact a third party trying to access Google's first party. 
This is why the challenge is for you and not for them. Regardless of cookies or not, Google can track you, but the challenge is that you will have a tough time tracking your prospects and customers if you're using a third party, namely a Google product, to track your marketing performance. This issue is also a challenge for Facebook, and they're developing their own alternative tracking technology as well to get around this. But the bottom line is that cookies are going away. The third challenge that marketers will be facing is the challenge of regulation. There's GDPR, CPA, and a ton of other nations and other regulators that are developing a complex network of regulations that advertisers and marketers must adhere to. Just about every other week, you hear another news update of a big tech company being fined in some jurisdiction for not complying with their privacy regulations. So from your perspective as a marketer or advertiser, you need to be aware of all these complications and be compliant in every region that you are marketing and advertising to. So what, if any, will be the impact on marketers? You're going to have less accurate marketing data. You're going to potentially see a drop in your advertising performance if you're not prepared for some of these changes. You're going to also need to start to think in a probabilistic manner as opposed to a deterministic manner. In the past, with cookies, you used to be able to know exactly who is who and what ad they clicked on. In today's environment and going forward, you're going to need to be a lot more probabilistic in your marketing and make educated guesses as to who's who and what ads were clicked on by what people. This is a direct result from cookie deprecation, and it is just the new ecosystem that all marketers and advertisers are going to need to live in going forward. You're going to need to have a new set of KPIs to focus on as these changes are unfolding before our eyes. You don't want to be relying on a particular metric that one day you will be unable to look at in the future, given these changes to the marketing and the data. You're going to need to up the importance of creating a first party ecosystem. And that means collecting your own data and knowing everything there is to know about your own customers using your own tools rather than rented third party software. You also need to be aware of the liability if you're not compliant with the regulations in which you are advertising. This leads to a relative uncertain future for advertising and marketing because the technological landscape and regulatory landscape is changing before our eyes and the good old days of retargeting ads based on cookies are a thing of the past. So all is not lost. What are some of the opportunities that are available to marketers and advertisers in today's environment? The first is you want to create first party data. You want to have your own software and your own marketing tech stack established to track the first party data from your own customers. If the only data that you get from what your customers are doing on your website or in your application is from Google Analytics, then you in fact do not have any data on what your customers are doing. You are seeing a representation of the data that Google has on their customers, on how their customers are using your application. So it's important that you start to measure in a first party way how your application or website or product or service is being used and experienced in a marketing and advertising ecosystem. If you're able to capture this first party data, you're going to be able to build much better customer relationships. For example, if you know where your customers are located and they come back to your website, you're going to be able to determine what products or services are most important to them and potentially give them a better customer experience on your website or in your application. 
if you don't have first-party data, you're left relying on, say, Google Analytics to make an assumption about what this particular user's location is when they visit your site. If you know who that customer is because they log in to your application or to your website and they have shared that data directly with you, then you are free of all the regulations and you can market and advertise to them in a much deeper and more meaningful way. If you're able to do that and deepen those customer relationships, then you're going to have improved lifetime value coming from those customers. You're going to know what their needs are. You're going to be able to service them better. And you're going to deliver a much more personalized journey through your business's objectives to maximize the value of each customer relationship. The other opportunity is to have a compliant omni-channel advertising campaign. The competition might not be able to achieve this level of compliance. So having an omni-channel advertising campaign is in fact an advantage. Being able to do retargeting and messaging and advertise the air quotes old way, given this new landscape is going to be a competitive advantage to you as an advertiser. So now let's talk about how to win. The first step is to define your journey. We talked about that. You want to identify all your channels and the touch points and the conversion events that define that journey. Next, you want to select the right software. You really don't want to end up with a bunch of siloed solutions that can only measure one particular channel or can't communicate with each other. Only the right software that really does attribution at the enterprise level is going to be able to listen to your digital campaigns, your email, your radio, your broadcast, and everything in between and evaluate those channels using the same methodology and compare them all together, all at the same time. In this omni-channel view, that is the only way to determine which channels are working better or worse than other channels and how to allocate your budget in the most effective way. So once you have that software selected, then you wanna connect all of those marketing channels so that the software knows which marketing channels to be listening to and how to group them together in its analysis. Once you have those conversion points established, then it's really about iteration and running your tests. You wanna make sure that your attribution software is measuring all of those channels, all of the touch points, and all of the conversion points correctly and accurately. Only when that's done, can you assign a real financial value to each one of those touch points and conversion events. And once you have all that in place, your attribution software is gonna guide you when making tests and iterative improvements to your marketing and advertising campaigns. And by virtue of making those tests, measuring your data in the same methodology, you are going to find the insights that you need to optimize your marketing and advertising spend in 2023. If you have any questions on this presentation, please do not hesitate to reach out. Drop us a line at customersuccess at leadsrx.com and sign up for a complimentary demonstration about how the LeadsRx software can help you maximize the return on your marketing and advertising spend in 2023. Thanks for watching and we'll see you on the next video. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast, signing off.